And hello everyone, welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. We have reached Season 2, Episode 2. Thank you everybody so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate everyone tuning in each and every week when we post our videos up on our social media, uh, up to Facebook. We also have our YouTube channel, and we are also, of course, on the podcast apps like Spotify, iTunes, and all those other ones. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. And uh, today we do have a special guest joining us. She is a psychic medium, and she's also an intuition expert. And we're going to talk to her today about both of those things and how she does those things day-to-day in her daily life and with her clients and all that. So um, uh, please help me welcome to the show, Lynn Nichols. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Hey, Trevor. How are you today? Uh, Doing great. Thanks so much for joining us here on Haunting Live. Oh, you're welcome. It's amazing to be here because I, I never get to talk about hauntings as much as I would like to. So thank you for asking me. Yeah, not a problem at all. We greatly appreciate you being here and uh, talking about your different fields that you deal with, especially the psychic medium part of it. So let's start with that. Um, what led you into your psychic mediumship and um, why did you decide to get into that field? Oh, so now we have to go way back to uh, the 1970s. <laughs> so when I was about 12 years old, and uh, I, w- I would go to sleep. It started in the spring, I remember, when I was about 12. And my bed was shaking. And my sliding closet doors were rattling. And being of the exorcist generation, I, I was scared out of my wits that I was going to start to levitate or something. And I thought, okay, maybe I'm just going crazy. But my sister, who shared the bedroom with me, would say, could you stop shaking your bed? And I, I was, I am not shaking my bed. I don't know what's going on. So after three nights of fear, and it actually didn't last for the whole night, it might have lasted a few minutes every night. Finally, I said to the air, how do I get this to stop? Because I didn't want my head to be spinning around or shooting pea soup out of my mouth. So as soon as I said that, I'm lying in bed and this little ghost boy came walking up to my bed and I could still picture him with his old jeans and his little old shirt and his curly brown hair. And he said to me, excuse me, I know you can do this. My daddy killed us all and then he killed himself. Can you help us get to heaven? Whoa, as a 12 year old, what do you do with that? kind of request. So I I said to him, I I don't know how to do this. I don't know how, what do I do? And he said, I'll show you, but don't tell my dad. So I crossed him, his three siblings, his mother and his father over. And oh my goodness, his father was, um, that was a bugger to get over to the other side. And it was basically a lot of conversations, me seemingly talking to the air. And I knew they crossed over because suddenly I felt very light or suddenly I felt very happy. It was like, oh, they're home. So that was when I was about 12 and everything was gone. Everything quieted down. 
my bed stopped shaking. My sister stopped yelling at me. And one night I got a little shake and I was like, oh no, here we go again. And Leo, oh, sorry, his name was Leo. He told me his name was Leo. And he came back and he said, thank you so much. And now I have a gift for you. He says, or he said, sorry, I know you have a gift. And now I have a bigger gift for you. And me being being 12 years old in the late 70s, early 80s, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get an Atari. Nope. <laughs> it, was, it was what I can do now. It was being able to connect to spirit very easily. It's like putting on a light switch. So that's the beginning of the story. And as a teenager, and maybe you did this too, Trevor, um, you'd pull out that Ouija board every Halloween or, or when all the, your friends were together and it wouldn't work for a lot of people. And then I touch it and boom, it works. And honestly, I would never, I would never ever suggest anybody try that, but that's what you did as a teenager. And, you know, I went to high school, I went on to university, I became a teacher. I was a teacher for 20 years and I loved it and I love the kids. But at one point, the government changed and I was teaching a very special, a very unique program. And when the government changed, it canned the program. And I was like, oh gosh, what do I do now? Do I go back to supply teaching? And I thought, I'm going to try. You know, I've been able to do this since I was 12. So why don't I just give this a go? I'll try and do it as a career because it's so great when I actually do it because I help my friends, I help my family. I'll see what happens. So I started doing readings. And within three months, I didn't have to go back to teaching because it came so easily. And that was in 2005. And it's 2020. And it's been 15 years, and I'm still going strong, connecting to the other side. Yeah, that's wonderful that it became such an influence on your life that you're able to do it day to day as your job. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned in the first part of that, that your sister noticed that things were happening as well. Um, how was your sort of introduction to that to the rest of your family? Were they open to that? And did they encourage you to pursue that? Oh, goodness, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I grew up in a, a very Catholic family. And um, we were basically bribed and dragged to go to church. So not that I'm not, I shouldn't make it sound like it was mean or anything, but you know, they were very strong in their beliefs. So I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew. Some of my friends knew, but it wasn't until, gee, it wasn't until probably about 16 years ago, about a year after I started doing this for a career that I, that I told my dad and he sat back for a while and had to process it and just said, okay, well, I guess if that's what you want to do, <laughs> he sounded very confused and he was very perplexed at why I left this really great teaching career to do this. But he, but he, he said, you're an adult. I trust you. And if it's what you want to do, if it's what it make, what makes you happy, do it. But I think if I was 12 and I told them, my bed was shaking and I saw ghosts. I think they would have signed me up for a, in, in a nice little hospital with a nice little view. 
Yeah, definitely. I think especially back in those days, like you were mentioning in the 70s and early 80s, that this type of um, profession is not widely acceptable, or at least not widely known as it is today. Um, I guess that would be a good question to propose next. What do you feel is the difference between telling people today that you do this day-to-day -day as a job compared to back then? Well, oh, back then. if I don't think I would have told anybody back then because it wasn't so widely known. And I think these days with the with the John Edwards and the Teresa Caputos and the James Van Progs, I think they've brought it more into the mainstream and made it seem not too not so weird. So a lot of people are actually able to find the benefits in it, the healing in it, the 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 entertainment in it. And I think now if I say it though, Sometimes people are like, oh, that's cool. You know what, you know what happened to me? And they've got this really neat story. Or I get the people that, that really need to tell me their opinion of how they don't believe in that. You know, I don't believe in that, you know, I'm like, that's fine. You're entitled to believe in whatever you want to believe in. But I do remember very quickly, I'll tell you the story. I was going for an eye test and the lady that was administering the eye test, you know, they have the usual, what do you, you know, name, address, phone number, occupation. And I put down psychic medium and she turns to me as I'm sitting there across from that machine. And she says, I don't believe in that. You know, I said, that's fine. I, I, I really, really, Trevor, I want to say, I don't really give a crap if you believe me or not, but I, I don't know why they feel the need to tell me that. And I'm sure you've run into similar things. And so she does the eye test. And at the end, she says, well, do you think you could tell me anything? And I'm sitting there going, about what? Like, about me. But I thought you didn't believe in it. And then the line always comes yeah, but if you tell me something, maybe you could prove to me it's real. And and then, you know, my sassy mouth starts and I say, I actually don't have to prove anything to you. So <laughs> I, I still do get, I'd say maybe 25% of the time get, you know, I don't believe in that. And then I really, really want to say, you know, I don't care. But but I try and be polite. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, no, totally. Most, we get the same yeah. thing as well in our end of the field too, in the paranormal investigation side of things where, of course. Um, say we try to get into a location, there's a spot that we've heard has rumors that is active and we want to try to investigate mm -hmm. inside, but the p people that own it are so like against it or they're so like religious or something that they don't want you in there and, or it's bad for business type thing. We get that too a lot that, oh, it's bad for the business. Um, we get that oh. end of it too quite often. So. Um, interesting it's hard to yeah. get into places and to find things and have people have that sort of intuition that um or belief system of their own right it's fine to have that but you don't need to voice it to somebody that believes the opposite of you right exactly exactly and that reminds me of when i i sold my home oh geez back in 2014 and I, I do readings out of my home office. And so the people that bought my home were aware of what I did. And as soon, you know, as soon as they moved in, they got a priest in there. They got, they got it, they got it saged. They got holy water all over the place. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you, 
actually think I do. I it's not TV. It's just it's basically I'm a therapist with a little extra insight. And that could be a benefit as well. Um, you could potentially see things that they can't, right? So, um, which oh, kind of sure. leads me to the next point of what you deal with, which is uh, intuition. Um, I'm kind of interested in that because we deal with a lot of that ourselves as well when we, when we deal with the paranormal and energies and stuff. A lot of it is intent and what you feel and what you sense. Um, so can you kind of describe to us and the listeners uh, what you do with intuition and how you help people with that part of it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a huge topic because I think um and I think a lot of people are are actually slowly coming back around to it because it's that first impression, it's that gut instinct, it's that it's that subtle thought and that's the thing with intuition where I think people they want it to be screaming at them. Don't go down that road when it's basically don't go down that road. You know, so intuition is so subtle. And I, I encourage people to listen to that little voice in their mind and to not second guess it. Because when you look back at it, in hindsight, your intuition was actually right. And if you didn't follow it, you get a little messed up. So I like to, I'm trying to bring it out to people more and more about how to listen to it. So is are you really good at clairvoyance? So can you do you just get flashes of scenes in your head or pictures? Or do you actually see words in your mind? Okay, follow that. Or do you hear these random, I don't want to say voices, like you've got voices in your head, but do you hear these random thoughts? And I always say to people, say your name in your head. And I pause and they're like, they say, yeah, that's what intuition sounds like. It's, there's no emotion attached to it. It's very subtle, very fleeting, but it's there. If it comes in with any emotion, that's your anxiety talking. And nobody wants to listen to that because that'll send you down a rabbit hole that you don't want to go in. So with, with intuition, we all have it. Every single one of us has it. And it's a matter of getting into that space in your mind where it's calm and it's neutral and, and just listening to it. And like you said, picking up on the vibes of something, your, your body will tell you when something's off or when it's on. And so will, will your mind. So, you know, from what you do going from, even from room to room in the same location, you, you feel different and you can just, your, your thoughts change how your feeling changes a lot of it, like you said, is based on feeling. How am I feeling? I feel weird or I feel good. Yeah, that definitely plays a part for our end of things too in the field when we investigate, because when you're investigating, you do have a lot of senses that are heightened. Um, you have your sense of smell, you have your sense of mm -hmm. hearing, um, even your sense of sight as well. So all those are playing together. So I guess another question would be, if somebody's just getting into this and they're having, um, whether they're young or whether they're old and they're just getting into this field, um, but they're finding themselves having difficulty separating different feelings that they're having, um, how would you let them go forward with that? Like, what would you recommend to them doing to sort of focus that energy? 
Oh, that, that's a great question because that's where people have different, have trouble differentiating between, is it my imagination? Is it my anxiety? Is it actually my intuition? So when people are just getting into it, it's a matter of, it's practice. It's just practice your intuition, practice tuning in. And I don't mean sitting there with a crystal ball or, or tarot cards or anything like that. But if you need something concrete, say like tarot cards or angel cards or, or palm reading, if you need something to start with, like something concrete that gives you instructions, follow those, but always, always ask yourself, what else do I need to know? Or tell me something more. So it's, it's a matter of doing that. And there's so many great resources out there. Some of the big psychic mediums have some fantastic books that will take you into that mind space. And a lot of people just getting into, pardon me, into intuition, often judge themselves in comparison to somebody who's been on that journey for a much longer time. And they're thinking, Oh, I can't do that. That's so great. Yes, you can. You can definitely do it. It's just where you are on your, on your uh, intuitive journey. So where do you start? You start with whatever Claire is easiest for you. So for me, it's Claire audience. So I hear things much easier. And I love what you said about smells because uh, so many of my clients come to me and they say, I am smelling cigarette smoke and nobody in miles in within miles of me is smoking and so so always take those little things or you smell somebody's perfume I always say okay stop and ask an open-ended question anytime you feel like somebody is with you whether you're sitting in your living room or you're driving in the car if you feel like there's a presence there and it's 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 hard to explain but you just know somebody's there take a deep breath and say whoever's here, let me know and make it really obvious. And then something may happen, you, the lights might flicker, your dog might get up and run around very, very frantically. But it's always ask an open ended question. And always ask spirit, let me know you're here and make it really obvious. I never, never ask for a sign. I know it's so common to say, show me a sign. But the other, and you know this, the other side's so literal. If you're driving and you say, ask, show me a sign, they'll be sitting there in the passenger seat and thinking, well, there's a stop sign. Oh, there's a yield sign. There's your signs. And you think you haven't got a connection. And meanwhile, they're going, you asked me for a sign. There's a sign. <laughs> right. And as people go through that journey of learning what to do and what to look for, um, is there a way that you can pursue that further? Like, are there guides and steps that you kind of teach people how to uh, look for those signs and sort of continue on with that? Oh, if you were on Facebook or Instagram, like if you went to one of my pages, I do a lot of intuition development type stuff, just if you search Lynn Nichols. But I always, because everybody is so different and everybody's skills are so different, you start from where you are and always ask for more. Your best teacher is you. So I always tell people, if you want to know about your intuition, 
ask your intuition what to do. So when you find a calm time, how you get to calm is entirely up to you, whether you need to take a long drive or meditate or, or garden, whatever you need to do. So then you stop when your mind is calm and present, and neutral, and you say, how do I enhance my intuition? How do I make my intuition better? And you will probably hear it. You might, or see it or smell it, but you'll, you will know what's best for you. A lot of times it's what you're drawn to. If you're drawn to cards, go get those cards and practice, practice, practice. So what do you do? You practice what you're good at. So if you're really good at clear audience, practice that, practice that. And then the clairvoyance will come. And then the clear cognizance that that knowing will start to come. So you just, you do what you're good at and everything builds from there. Because as soon as you open that door, the other side says, oh, finally, she's listening. Boom. Let's give her some more. So notice what you notice because the universe will always be sending signs for you to enhance your intuition if you ask. Right. I do agree with that 100%. That's a great way for people to continue learning and to, um, sort of branch out into other areas as well. Um, what was your development like when you started learning? How was that for you? Was there something that kind of you focused on for yourself? Oh, way back when I was 12, that that's a, oof, there was no internet. <laughs> there was, you know, we're basically still scribbling on clay cave walls back in the seventies, but I, I went to the library. I went to the public library and do you know, there were no books on intuition development. There were some books on ghost stories, but they didn't have a new age section like you would have had today. So, so what I did, and I didn't do it purposefully because I didn't know, of course, what I know now, I just said, well, how, okay, this little kid, he gave me this gift and I keep seeing things, but what do I do with it? How do I enhance it? Or I didn't use the word enhance. Let's be serious. I was 12. How do I make it better? How, how, this is cool. How do I make it better? And I happened to be reading a comic book. And in the back of that comic book was, you know how they used to have the little ads in the back and you could buy this or that. There was a book. Yeah, there was a book called The Magic Power of Witchcraft. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Sure, I'll buy it. it I swear it was probably 250 at the time. So I bought this hardcover book and Really, if you if you think about what you think witches are like, nope, this had nothing to do with this. This book was about the law of attraction, manifesting your thoughts, tuning into your intuition. And that one book, which I still have today, is what I used. And then the rest of it was trial and error because there's nothing, there was nothing out there to help me along. So it was okay, that didn't work. Okay, that was way too spooky for me. I won't do that again. And it was just it was trial and error way back then, as it started to come out a little more mainstream, and the internet started to come out. Of course, there's some great stuff out there. But you also have to be very careful about what information is coming through the source of the information. If, if, if something doesn't feel right, even though this person is saying, I can make you the best psychic in the world, if it doesn't feel right, geez, don't do it. It's not for you. 
Right, and that can go for almost anything in life as well. That's a good lesson to learn for people just getting mm -hmm. into it, whether whatever age you're at, is mm -hmm. go with your intuition. If something doesn't feel right or something's off, it probably is, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I wanted to, you know, I started out with, I did have the old Rider weight tarot deck, but it never felt right to me. But way back then, it was like, well, this is this is what people do. People learn to read tarot cards. So I need to learn tarot cards. I need to learn the meanings of 72 cards or however many there are. And so I kept forcing it and I, it never felt right. Nothing wrong with tarot cards, angel cards or anything, but it wasn't for me. And so finally, I just thought, screw it. I'm not, I'm not touching these, put them on the bookshelf. And then my intuition got better because I've, I wasn't frustrated all the time. And anytime you have any emotion, whether it's frustration, anger, jealousy, or even extreme joy, that will interfere with receiving messages. So once I put the cards away, it was like, yay, she figured it out. She doesn't need them. So they just talk. Yeah, and that's another thing for talking too. I just thought of for another question for you here. Um, What's that? How do you combine both the intuition level and the psychic medium level? Do you combine those two when you're doing the work? Oh, so it it depends. Some people, uh, when people come to see me, they they basically they want to connect to the other side, and they want their mom or their grandma or their brother to come in and you know give them these great words of wisdom, and of course let them know that they're there and that's a hundred percent what I love to do. And then I kind of have to sneak it into the reading. So as I'm doing it, as I'm connecting, I will explain what I'm doing. So for example, I'll say, Oh, I feel like someone's here. And they're like, Oh, really? Who? And I, I say, Oh, here's what you can do. If it's, I would say to them, sit, sit really still. And there's two people you want to talk to. I know you want to talk to your grandmother and I know you want to talk to your brother. So in your mind, ask if this is grandma, touch me on the right cheek. If this is my brother, touch me on the left cheek. And then I say, okay, sit still. Now, what do you feel? And they'll say, I feel it on my right cheek. Okay. So we've got grandma here. And then I start to go in and get grandma's messages and I weave my intuition development into the readings so that people when they leave don't feel like I've just dropped them you know yeah it's been a fun hour but now what do I do so I want them to go away knowing that they connect can connect to the other side through touch or sound or a lot of them get chills though that you ever have those when you walk into your room you just get the chills yes for sure so yeah so I always say pay attention to those chills and if you ever get those, say, okay, let me know who's here and make it really obvious. Or if this is my mom, give me chills on my right hand. If this is dad, give me chills on my left hand. And I, I that's my general go-to is the hands or the face, because they're the most sensitive parts of our body. So spirit will most likely be able to touch those parts. And they're always exposed. So you don't, you know, well, if not these days, we have masks on, but you know, <laughs> you get what I mean. <laughs> No, that's a wonderful way of putting it. And I think that would be a great advice for people getting into the field. Like I said, whatever, whatever age you're at or whatever level you're at in this field, um, that's a really great way of advising people how to learn to use their intuition. Um, 
Another question, I guess, too, is um, what do you do with your clients day to day? Do you do readings or do you um, do readings still these days? Yeah, I do readings. I, I that's my full time job. And pre COVID, I do I did a lot of big shows. So we get the two, three, five hundred person shows, and I give messages to people in large audiences. Now I've tried that on Zoom. It's just not as fun. You know, the energy of a room full of actual people is awesome. So I do do readings. I am a psychic medium. So that means as a psychic, I can tell people about career, romance, uh, children, all those kinds of things. But of course, the future is malleable. And we're human, we're here, we have free choice. So I, I give them that kind of dose of caution. Every nothing's written in stone, so it depends on what choices you make. That will you create your own future. You, I cannot tell you exactly what your future is. You create it. So I can tell them pe- things about their future, but I'm almost also a medium, so I can connect to the other side. So all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. So that's what I spend my days doing. And then I used to do the big shows. I spend a lot more time now doing, doing, I'm being a guest on a podcast, just like here. And I love this and doing radio shows and TV appearances and writing a lot. I'm starting to write a lot of articles about, or what do you young kids call it? Blogs. (laughs) I'm starting to do a lot more of that to with the intuition development to get people to tune into their own intuition, how to do it. So a little more in depth than I would do on Facebook or Instagram, because, you know, we look at Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all that, and we want things in 60 second bursts. So if people want more in depth, they can start to read the articles. No, that's great. I think that's wonderful that there's different mediums out there for people to look up things these days. Like you said, a lot mm-hmm. of people these days want things fast, fast, and that's not always good, especially for development of things like intuition or psychic mediumship or anything like that. So um, right. can you share one other experience um, that you've had during your development stages of your mediumship? Like what was one um, you told us about the boy that was your first experience, but was there something else as you were developing it that really stands out to you? Oh, that's geez, we could be here for hours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, It it was always interesting, because as a teenager in Niagara Falls, and very close to Niagara on the lake, which is probably one of the most haunted cities in Canada. I, I really didn't know about ghosts and stuff other than them being on TV, like what you know, on TV, if any, you know, whoever's listening, that's not real. That's not what we do. So I didn't know a lot. So I was trying not to be fearful. But for example, we were down, my friends and I would just, you know, we go down to say Niagara and the lake and there's Fort George there or the old angel Inn, and not knowing a lot of the details, you know, we're at the angel Inn or, or wherever that's where we were actually. And we went, I went down to the, the washroom and, you know, just went about my business. I came back up and there was a man coming down the stairs. I said, Oh, excuse me. Sorry. And he said, it's okay. Don't worry. And I turn around. He was gone. He wasn't real. So it was like, okay, I've got to find out about this place. So when I did ask the server, when we got back up, she's like, Oh yeah, you saw him. Yeah. He's, he's here all the time. He spends a lot of time walking up and down the basement. I don't know what was in the basement in the olden days, but, but something was in the basement. And um, we, 
I think what's interesting for people to know is you do not have to have a really old home for it to have spirits or for it to have ghosts. Because I've lived in new homes, I've lived in old homes, and it's not because I do what I do, but they're they're everywhere. You don't need an old home. So Niagara-on-the-Lake, that was an interesting experience. Or I would be, when I was teaching, Trevor, oh my goodness, I, I'd be in the room with, say, 20 kids, and if one of the kids' grandparents had passed away and I didn't know about it, they'd, they'd walk in there would just be a ghost walking in and I'm trying to keep teaching. <laughs> and I've got this, you know, little Joey's grandma coming and saying, can you tell him I'm here? Uh, 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 no, no. <laughs> that's not happening. Um, the one time we did my family, when my children were young, we went camping way out in Prince Edward Island, beautiful, beautiful province. And we were pitching our tent across from the washroom in the showers and we were halfway pitching the tent. And I said, Nope, no, we can't pitch it here. I don't like this spot. And oh, boy, did I get the eye rolls. And we took this half pitch tent and we parked like about a football field's length away. And in the middle of the night, like at two in the morning, we hear somebody screaming, somebody's yelling, I need help, I need help. What? You know, we're bleary eyed. And so my my husband at the time gets out of the tent and he looks around and I said, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. Something's going on at the washroom. Oh, okay. And then we hear the ambulance is coming. And so my husband goes over to look, the fire trucks show up. There's lights everywhere. Kids are fast asleep, which was lovely. And I went and I sat on the picnic table outside and just watched from a distance. And I look and I could see this man who I knew wasn't human. And he looked around the fire truck. And he's just wandering. And then he caught my eye. And as soon as he caught my eye, this, geez, this was like 20 years ago, I think. He's, he's zoomed in on me and sat on the other side of the picnic table. And I said, uh, hi. He said, hey, said, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting here watching flashing lights and a see-through person talking to me. And he said, I died of a heart attack in the shower. I hit my head. There's blood on the floor. What do I do? And he said, I said, uh, do you see a light? He said, oh gosh, yeah, there's the most beautiful light right there. He said, I thought it was your fire. It's gorgeous. It's glowing white. I couldn't, I looked for it. I looked like with every clairvoyant bit of me and I couldn't find it and I said you know what I think you need to go into that light he's and he asked why I said I think all your family is there I think all your friends are there oh really can you tell my wife Margaret that I'm okay and at this point I'm just agreeing to anything I'm like sure sure I will and he walked into this light which I couldn't see and then it was he was gone and my husband came back and he said you're not going to believe what happened. I said, did a man in his 60s die in the shower and there's blood on the floor? And he's like, ah, crap. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> well, if anything is intuition, that definitely is. That's a great yeah. example oh, of it, how intuition can prepare you for something that you're not prepared for. So, Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it just, you're never prepared for anything like that. So what you do, like you said, your, your intuition 
is prepared for it, you just say, okay, what do I need to say here? What do I need to do here? Because your intuition knows. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Lynn, for being on today. Um, I just want to touch on one other thing that you mentioned to me before here, before we signed sure. off with you. Um, you also have your own podcast, don't you? That you run? I do. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit about that and how that got started. Okay, so my podcast is called Lynn Tuition. So my name plus tuition, it just conveniently fits into that word. Unfortunately, my dad, uh, after about five podcasts in, had taken ill, so it's on a bit of a hiatus, but it's it's ready to get going again. And guess when I started it? At the beginning of the pandemic, because <laughs> it was like, I've, I always wanted to, so you take advantage of a bad situation and make it better. So people were always asking me, can, can you tell us more? Can you tell us more? But I know we're in that generation where we just want, we want to do it easily and nobody wants to sit and read. So I created the podcast. And it is about the first few are about clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, the clairs, I call it meet Claire. And it's ready to get going again, I just have to sit my butt down and get the mic in front of me. So it's on it's available on all the typical podcasting websites like Apple and Google and Spotify. So if people want to learn to access and elevate their own intuition they could take a listen to those that's great uh yeah so um that's wonderful i'm hoping that you can get those up and running and i think that'll be great for people that are into this type of topic to listen to and uh, like you said oh, most you. people these days want visual rather than reading a book so um definitely yeah. a great way to get your message out there to what you do for people and with yeah. that, how can people get a hold of you as well? Do you have different uh, websites and Facebook as well? Yes. Yeah, so my website is lynnnichols.com. So that's Lynn with just two N's and then Nichols with two L's, lynnnichols.com. And my Facebook page is lynnnichols-intuitionexpert. And Instagram is at lynn underscore Nichols. And if they pop there and if they need to get a hold of me, you can DM me on Instagram, or you can contact me through Facebook, it won't go to Messenger, but it'll send it directly to, to my my email. And you can contact me on my website as well. Okay, well, wonderful, Lynn, thank you so much for being here today on Haunting Life. We greatly appreciate you uh, being able to come and join us here today and talk about what you do, which is uh, being a psychic medium and your development in that and also your intuition abilities that you have. So it's been wonderful talking to you today with your abilities and what you can do for people. Oh, thank, thank you. It was so much fun talking about it. I don't get to do it that often. So I appreciate you asking me to be here. And I hope that everybody that's listening will listen to their intuition. Yeah, I'm sure they will, especially these days when everybody's in lockdown and stuff like that. I think that mm -hmm. kind of heightens everything as well for people. So uh, mm -hmm. maybe you're not used to having those kinds of senses or feelings and stuff. So I hope that people take to heart what you said today and uh, maybe learn a little bit about that. So thank you so much, though, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful weekend. You're welcome. You too. You too. Thank you very much. And uh, that was Lynn Nichols. Uh, she is down in the Niagara Falls region of Ontario, and she does a lot of mediumship. She does a psychic medium and also a lot of intuition work that she does for people. So a topic that we really haven't talked about yet here on Haunting Live, but it works hand in hand with what we do. Um, a lot of times when we go out to do investigations or we're out 
uh, doing mediumship and dealing with spirit energy. A lot of that is intuition. It, it has a lot to do with what you feel and what you sense. And um, it's great to have somebody on that uh, can talk about how to develop that for people that maybe are getting into it or are having those feelings. Like I said, nowadays in lockdown and stuff like that, um, those are heightened and people might need some way to outlet those. So thank you so much, Lynn Nichols, for being here and helping us on today's podcast. So with that, guys, uh, just a few things to wrap up here before we sign off on episode two of season two. Um, first things first, uh, go check out our website, which is hauntinglivepodcast.com. We have a lot of stuff on there for you to check out, including all of our social media posts from Facebook to our YouTube channel. And on our YouTube channel, we actually have a lot of our stuff on there, not just our current podcast, but also our older stuff that we filmed in the past. So uh, go check that out when you have a time and uh, see what we've done in the past for Haunting Live. Um, we have done many live investigations on all those different locations are on our YouTube channel for you to check out. So recommend you guys take a look at our YouTube, subscribe to our channel as well over there, and uh, also follow us on Facebook and social media as well. Um, other thing as well is uh, on our website we have a join our mailing list option. Uh, we're growing our mailing list as much as we can to get the word out there. Uh, if you want to sign up for that, it's totally free. You just put your name and your email in and that's all we ask for. And um, we send out monthly emails to people telling them what's coming up uh, for the next month coming up. Uh, before anything gets posted to social media. So uh, if you're on our email list, you'll get first notification of upcoming events, people that are going to be on the show, stuff like that. So uh, definitely worth going in and checking that out also. And also on our website, we have a merch section. A lot of great items that we have for sale on our merch page. Go to hauntedlivepodcast.com slash merch. And we have things like uh, crystals, pendulums, uh, cleansing materials for sponging, stuff like that. We have some handmade things like handmade bags and handmade um, uh, some other promotional items as well. So uh, go check out the areas for our merch section if you're interested in getting any crystals or pendulums for stuff that we do here in the field on Haunting Lives. So with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Haunting Live Podcast. We yes. hope you had a great weekend. And also don't forget to check out also on our website. Our final thing here today for you is the event coming up, like we were talking about earlier in other podcasts. Uh, the next public event is scheduled for April 16th to 18th in Stratford, Ontario at the Queen's Inn Hotel. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. They were on sale as of January the 2nd. If you go to our website, hauntinglive.com, hauntinglivepodcast.com slash events, you can buy the tickets directly right there. It is $140 for the entire weekend, and it is a two-day event. So feel free to check that out also. And for those wondering what Chris is up to, Chris at Haunting Live Podcast is also going to be starting to do weekly readings. And uh, you can check that out every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. So he'll be posting that information up as well on our Facebook page. Other than that, we hope you had a wonderful weekend. And uh, thank you again to Lynn Nichols for being here as our intuition expert and psychic medium for this episode, for episode 2 of season 2. So with that, guys, thank you so much and have a great and wonderful weekend. Did you hear that? Thanks for watching. And of course, subscribe.